With us today is John McLaughlin, and uh, our national pollster, and uh, he's one smart guy, and he usually does all Republicans, but he does a lot of foreign people too. John, it's almost it's Thanksgiving is over with, Christmas is coming, 2023 is coming. Tell us what the heck is going on. Is it final yet in the uh, congressional elections? Well, it's very close to final. There's two California races outstanding because they allow mail-in ballots to be uh, counted, even though they might be postmarked a week after the election. So they have to give the post office time to get those uh, ballots in. And it, and, and it looks like you know, the, the last two races will go Republican, so Republicans should have a majority of 222, four more than they actually need, which is interesting, good for my company, for my brother Jim and I, because in New York we had three pickups, uh, two in Long Island, uh, Joe Cairo's Nassau County c- Congressman, uh, D- Gasposito and George Santos won, and uh, we also had Mike Lawler win, and then two in Florida with the uh, 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 with with two new uh, Republicans taking Democrat seats there, so you know, so we we didn't lose any incumbents. We picked up five uh, seats from the Democrats, and the Republicans have a four seat majority. So hopefully, uh, that'll be put to good use to provide partisan balance. Because what's going on in the country in the last few elections? There's been partisan parity. Roughly, the country and the po- exit polls show it. It's a third Republican, a third Democrat, and a third Independent. And, you know, even though the, the, the parties are polarized by their wings, um, when you control the center, you win the elections. And uh, right now, you know, you had uh, certainly this partisan parity in the November election. You had a lot of early voting that determined almost half the votes were cast early still, even though the pandemic had gone by. And the Democrats took great advantage of that so that they could keep the Senate and uh, minimize their losses in the House and for governorship. The third point is to we've got to debate issues. We've got to play offense. Like We were very proud of our candidates, even Louis Zeldin in New York, who came close uh, because we, they, they ran campaigns on issues, and they had really good debates with the Democrats in that they were trying to win the center of the election, and that's, that's what determines the future, and that's what determines uh, how you're going to win the election. So it's a, it's it's a, you know, it's it's going to be a long time between now and November 24, but the race is on right now. The uh, presidential election, you know, uh, once the uh, uh, 2022 is over with, everybody wants to run for president. Give us your pulse on what's going on. I mean, you, you, you heard my comments I said on Fox. I think President Trump could be better than Ronald Reagan in many, many, many respects, but sometimes he kicks the, 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 the gallon of milk over by, by making certain comments to very powerful individuals. You've been a longtime friend of him. And full disclosure, I worked for him. I worked for him in 2016, said it was going to be a close election. Worked for him in 2020, said it was going to be a close election. And this time out, he's the front runner for the Republican nomination, in spite of the fact that some people have – it reminds me of Reagan. When I was, when I was young and volunteered for Reagan in '76. He, you know, people realize he should have been the nominee. And then after four years of Jimmy Carter, he was not only the nominee, he was the he was the winner of a landslide, and because they knew what he was capable of. Here we know what Donald Trump can do as president. He gave a great announcement speech this time. A lot of people have praised it. They said he had the right temperament, the right tone. Gave him there was no place that people could attack because. You could see he had all these accomplishments, the growing economy, a strong America. The world was at peace 
he was securing the border. Crime was, you know, our cities were safer. I mean, I mean, President Trump could be like Ronald Reagan. Remember Ronald Reagan going into the 1980 race? They said he was too old. They said he was uh, uh, too radical. They said he would blow up the world. They didn't like comments he said about people. Well, you know, Reagan had a different personality than Trump, but a lot of those comments are the same. And then Reagan, who was the front row going in, it got close. He lost Iowa to George H.W. Uh, Bush, and then he had to come back and win New Hampshire and win the primaries. So you're going to see a, a primary. You know, Emerson College has President Trump nationally up 30 points. Uh, we, you know, we saw President Trump was leading handily in our national polls on Election Day in the post-election. And even Morning Consult came out today and President Trump's ahead in the national Republican polls. But there's a long time between now and January 24 when the Iowa caucus gets held. So uh, like Reagan, he has to prove himself. And, you know, you're a good friend. You've given him good advice. Whatever you told him going into this speech when he announced, keep that going. That was good advice. Well, like I said, he could be better than Ronald Reagan, and uh, he just has to control certain aspects of uh, of things. Uh, tell us, uh, in the Democratic, I don't think there's any way that uh, that uh, President Biden would be a candidate again. I mean, he he just hit 80 years old, um, and uh, you know, what, what say you? Uh, who are the leading candidates in the Democratic? By the way, after John Fetterman won re-election, and you're seeing that the way the Democrats use the ballot harvesting in the early voting, I wouldn't say never that that Joe Biden would run again because the Democrats are capable of of getting him reelected. However, in his primary, what's interesting in national primary questions among Democrat primary polls uh, voters, only about a quarter would vote to reelect. They're ready to pick somebody new, although they don't have a front runner. And President Biden hasn't said whether he's going to run or not. You know, that'll be his decision that he said he's going to make sometime after Christmas. Um, you know, he might delay it further. But uh, but the Democrats could have a free-for-all for their primary nomination. You could have, you could have a lot of new faces. You could have uh, some old faces in there. But uh, it, 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 with or without Joe Biden, their primary, primary process is, is going to be a free-for-all. Understood. Uh, what else would you like to tell the American people? I mean, right now, the great thing is dem d democracy works. We're going to have a balanced government with it, where, where the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy in the House, uh, will be controlling their agenda in the House. A lot of times should be more disciplined and should be more focused to set the issue agenda rather than the Senate. The Senate is going to be polarized again. There's the Georgia runoff coming in where... Again, polls have have it very close, Warnock a little ahead, but it's really a turnout contest because December sixth, uh, uh, December sixth, you have that runoff election, and basically each candidate got almost uh, two million votes. Donald Trump, when he was lost Georgia by what ten thousand, eleven thousand votes, um, got two point five million votes. So you really want to try to capture as many of those votes that voted for you in the past. So you're now seeing a contest where today they're voting in Georgia early in person, and most voters will vote early in person or absentee. The Democrats probably have a lead similar that they had uh, during the November election. Now it's up to uh, Herschel Walker and his supporters, Governor Kemp, President Trump, uh, Mitch McConnell, to make sure that the Republicans – 
and the Herschel Walker voters come out, get their absentees back in, into the system, get their early in-person voting uh, going that they win every day, and then win on Election Day. So we've we've got we're going to have a real turnout contest between now and November uh, December sixth, between now and December sixth that either side could win. But you'll get a sense of it every day when you start seeing the ballots cast. Even though they don't have party registration, uh, you'll be able to see uh, uh, different areas. You'll be able to see different voters coming out in Georgia, and you'll get a sense of whether uh, Herschel Walker will win or uh, Warnock will win. But the most important thing is. The Republicans need a message that they've got to stop Joe Biden. Americans want balanced government. They want a check and balance on these Democrats. They don't want Chuck Schumer's majority being able to get judges or change the rules that you don't have a filibuster or do other things. They they basically want to stop some of the crazy spending and some of the crazy ideas of the Biden administration. And the only way to do that is to, is to basically elect Herschel Walker and uh, stop Ralph Warnock from giving them a 51st seat. So you keep the Senate back, uh, divided and balanced. John McLaughlin, thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch up with you again next week to see where where the heck are we going because it'll be uh, only a few days before then. Thank you.